You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. I did something I was ashamed of. I did something that I'm ashamed of this week. And you know what? I don't think it's a big deal, but I just woke up and was like, "Ah, I don't know how I felt about that. Okay, everybody, I'm back. This is Jordan. This is Jordan. This is Jordan, the horny housewife. That wasn't sexy at all. Hey, I'm just being authentic. Authentic. Okay, I'm back. If you're new here, this is the horny housewife where we talk about all things sex, staying at home and being your kid's snack bitch, loving your husband, having a trauma mindset, in the words of Instagram comments who tell me that I need help. And what else do we talk about? We give a man's perspective, a woman's perspective. How do I give a man's perspective? I'm not a man. I ask the men and then I tell. I don't give away their name so they feel safe and I tell you what they say. And we're just learning. We're all here learning together. So if you like what you hear, if you're freaked the fuck out, but if you like what you hear, give it five stars, four stars. I'm okay with either or, nothing less, please. And you want to hear something embarrassing? If this is the first time you're listening, this is a terrible first impression. And I I think I'm bad at first impressions. You know what? No, I'm not going to claim that over my life. I rebuke that statement. But I took an Ambien. I took an Ambien this week. And you know what I did after I took the Ambien? I proceeded to tell my husband, hey, have you ever been on Omegle? And I just want to definitely give credit where credit is due. I was listening to Sophia with an F, and she said that she, I don't know if it was Chat Roulette or Amigle, it was like getting people to subscribe. I'm like, what a genius marketing ploy. Like, of course I'm going to go on Omegle and put a full face of makeup on. See, please subscribe to my podcast. You know, maybe... I won't see a bunch of people masturbating, and I'll just see normal people. Who knows, right? But I think it was the Ambien leading me that was like, this is a genius idea. And no, I don't think... uh, Clearly, when I woke up the next morning, I was like, I was cringing. But I definitely showed my tits to three, two people. One was in India. Another was a group of girls, and the third one was a black screen that I had an entirely <laughs> too long of a conversation with. I uh, only know this because when I woke up, I opened my computer screen. I remember, I remember this, but I blacked out like at some point. Oh my god, Chloe was right. I am a pill popper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, now I'm like, shit, I shouldn't tell people when I take the Ambi. What the fuck ever? Have you ever taken Ambien? Comment below. No, I'm just kidding. Those things are wild, people, okay? Like, you take an Ambien, like, I know the housewives know. I feel like it's a common, it's a common, we look each other in the eye. We know what an Ambien is. I mean, it's a treat. It's not something you do every day, or maybe it is. 
But for me, it's just like a little ice cream sundae every now and then. (laughs) And if you're like, Jordan, why are you so, where's the pep in your step coming from? I'll tell you, it's Saturday. I had a little staycation last night with the family. And you know what? I don't really look forward to going to a hotel with children. Like it just doesn't sound fun because it's fucking not because it's not a vacation. All the moms know it's just relocating with like, you don't have your shit in arm's reach. Now you have to like pack all the shit and get it all. It's just a whole fucking ordeal when you're a mother, especially when they're at a needy, needy fucking age, like the fuck you fours, which is where we're at in the household. But this vacation was refreshing, wonderful. I was just basking in it almost like I was just loving it. If you did, if you haven't heard last week's episode, that's where I just referenced Chloe and the pill popper comment. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to it. So it all makes sense. But I just had a nice week. I did. Uh, besides the little Omegle, uh, horror that occurred this week, it, the rest of the week was pretty fucking good. My husband ate me out in the middle of the night because I was pouting because he didn't fuck me. He was like, Jordan, you're acting like a child. The children are here. And I'm like, we can go to the bathroom. We, they are asleep, you fucking party pooper. Who are you? This is not the man that I married. And then I think he felt bad and proceeded to eat me out deliciously. So he made up for that scare that we had. And I was like, what's going on? Are you cheating on me? So... I'm not kidding, but I wish I was. So yeah, I 10 out of 10 recommend a staycation if your mental health is deteriorating and you just can't stand the walls that you are surrounded by anymore and you need some fucking different walls because it helps. It does. I feel a whole, a breath of fresh air, a breath of fucking fresh, hot 4th of July air which where I live, because it was hotter than the fucking sun last week, like world records for Washington, it was 115. That is unheard of here. No, I am not a native, but I've lived here almost six years, and that's fucking unheard of. I'm a Texan, Texas at heart forever and fucking ever. But for Washingtonians, 115 just lit their little asses on fire. It lit my ass on fire because that's fucking hot. But because of that and that it's God's country out here with the evergreens, we cannot light fireworks. And we're devastado, to be completely honest. It is actually the Hakes family fucking favorite holiday. We go hard. We go hard on 4th of July. We spend an obscene amount of money on fireworks, very redneck, very embarrassing. And our neighbors love us for it. They are like, we don't have to go anywhere. There's a goddamn show in our neighborhood. We we get insane fireworks. Like it is probably frowned upon by some people that are like, let the pros do the show. But by but by now, like we are the pros or my husband is the pro. But no, this year, no fucking fireworks. We're doing a potluck, cul-de-sac, hoorah. I'm making 36 deviled eggs. And it's going to be, a, there's going to be a brisket off and water balloons and a moonwalk and all the shit. So the kids will love it. I'm going to just cook and drink wine and 
mourn over, maybe I'll get to do, um, what are they called? The little twinkly things, a sparkler, a sparkler. I apologize for sounding like a dumb bitch. Okay, let's get into the episode because there's a lot. There's a lot. Hopefully everyone didn't just drop off like flies up until the point. So we're talking about how to get wifed up, which I asked the men and I asked the women separate times, or maybe it was like a day apart, but men, what do you look for in a woman that makes her quote unquote, because this is all perspective, right? Wifey material. And then I asked women that are married, what does, does your husband say is what he saw in you that made you wife material? I don't know what that sentence was. What did your husband see in you that he was like, let me put a ring on it? So I had a lot of responses and I have my own opinion as well. I wonder if this is going to really gross people out. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't fucking care. And I think it also can be helpful because there are some women and I'm saying this because they have first tangibly have reached out and said this, that they have been in relationships for a really long time. They're with kids and they're still together and they are not yet married. And they're like, what is it? And I have a lot to say about that specifically because ladies, FYI, I don't even think that's you. But before we get to that, let's talk about all the responses and answers we got. Let's talk about the people that are in these long committed relationships that are not yet married and my my opinion on it and just all the things. And my opinion doesn't fucking matter. If you don't agree, that's awesome. We all get to fucking have our own opinion. Cool. And I'm fully aware that some people have no desire to get married, that they don't need that piece of paper, want that piece of paper. It's They view marriage however they want to. And some people have weddings and don't legally get married. Some people feel no need to have any of it. And I respect, honor, and love you all. But this is today's topic. So there was all my preface and trying not to have anyone fucking offended. Okay. A big response was similar interest, communicating like you're good at communicating, loving, nurturing, all those things. Like basically a woman who has stepped into her feminine energy, her divine femininity, if you will. And it's funny because I've heard, I've seen women who are very intimidating. I don't mean in the like overconfident way. I just meant even, even just a powerful woman, like a powerful, successful, dominant woman even that woman can le- lean into her femi- femininity and be this beautiful little cuddle bug and like still let her man be the alpha in the relationship and still need something from a partner. And then on the other hand, you have where they can have a a total wall up and lead with masculine energy. And I don't need anyone. I don't need anything. And I think there is a common 
theme among some men. I know I can't say everyone, obviously. Maybe it's old school to some people, but I'm 31 for reference. That men want to be needed or desire to be needed in some sense, whether it is feeling like a provider or a protector or a safe space or a partner to do life with in some way to feel needed, not just like some, like a bitch boy. I mean, some, there are plenty of guys who are perfectly fine with being a bitch boy, (laughs) but there are a lot of men who want that feminine, and I don't mean feminine and being like have to be a girly girl or you have to look or dress a certain way. Truly, this is a vibe. I truly mean this as a energy vibe, nothing to do with the outside. I know some men are probably like, well, I think it has something to do with the outside. And yeah, there's, there's, that because guys have a type. Like you have a type too. We can't hate. There are plenty of girls who say they're only going to date a guy this height or like this, like that. And so we can't be bitches when guys say that they have a type. Okay. That's perfectly fine. You don't have to like all the fruit, right? A lot of men, and believe me, when I was getting all these responses from men. I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're so picky. Like they want it all. They they want a girl to be confident yet needy of me, giving in all areas, cannot have trust issues. Someone was like, no trust issues. I'm like, uh, well then you know what? You you're gonna have to be alone because and I, I know that's cynical of me, but some people have trauma, okay? People are like, you, you, you. But I mean, I experienced a lot of boyfriends that cheated on me and that fucked me up. Like it did. It made me, it was, what am I not doing right? Why am I not good enough? Like, am I not worthy of someone being monogamous to me? Like, what am I not doing? Which I really actually think was something that shaped a hypersexuality in me. And now we're getting emo and deep, but again, I'm going to say that's for my therapist and we'll talk more later when I have that fucking figured out because I don't. And speaking of trauma, I think that a lot of men's view or like what they want in a woman, I have seen in my personal experience that a lot of them go after women similar to their mother or sisters. I know it's weird. I know it's fucking weird. But I've just seen a common theme in my life in this. And like maybe I dated the wrong, I don't know. I mean, clearly I dated the wrong people, obviously. But I I think people's mommies, like girls have daddy issues. I feel like no matter what, there is something around how their father, whether their father was absent or not, that shaped their view of men, period. Like that's just what I believe that that was your first experience with a male in the world, whether they were there or not. And I think that that can go the same for men and boys and their mothers and a female influence. I guess some people could disagree and, or some people could be like, totally, I see how they're products. I mean, we all are products of our environment. But just the home situation shaped and formed them in a way that affects how men and women have relationships in their own lives today. So it's a sick fucking cycle sometimes. And I can definitely see some men that I have dated wanted a 
young, a copycat of their mother. And so, ladies, if you fucking hate his mom, just keep that in mind. I don't know what it is, but I think there's like something about your in-laws, like no matter how badass they can be. Like I have a super badass mother-in-law, but there's just like things about the person that you're like, I would never want to be like that or do that. Just like I'm sure when she wrote a description of the wife she wanted for her son that I bet you I didn't like check off all those boxes. Okay, back to what men are saying that they want. Red flag, one wrote, is arrogant, rude, lacks concern for others. Then he says the wife material, like the good things are if she lets me lead and respects me. I know some women like these days get they don't like to hear that. They don't like how that's worded. I personally don't. Maybe it's how I grew up and how I'm a product of my environment, but that does, I I agree with that. Like I'm in alignment with that statement. And I, and a lot of men, a lot of men did write and women who I asked, what did their husbands like? And it was that their wives respected them, that they were good partners and giving and nurturing and all of that feminine energy, like we just said. And on this whole alpha woman topic and how I'm not trying to bash being a badass bitch because we can all be that. We can all be that and still respect our husband and still let them lead. And you know what? I'm all about the whole like, daddy, you're the head of the household, but we like I'm the neck, you know? Have you seen my big fat Greek wedding when she's like, and the woman is the neck and she can turn at this accent. I'm so sorry. Turn the head whichever way she wants. And I mean, not that was a little emasculating, But it means that if you let him sit on the throne and you be this muscle, this neck, I mean, you can fucking turn the head wherever you want. So (laughs) obviously, unless you have no backbone and then you're fucked. So now these alpha females who, let's just like paint a little picture of one. Okay. Let's just give an example because I can't pinpoint. Obviously, this is a personality type. Uh, let's paint a picture. Let's paint a picture. Someone who is just killing it, um, killing it financially, has all the material things, beautiful, well-spoken. Sorry, I just took a moment of silence there. But very, uh, I don't need you attitude. Like someone's just going to be the icing on my cake. Like, look how much I've already gotten out of life here. Like, I am not settling anywhere. I've never had to before. So why start today? I want the best. Um, I see a lot of or women that I've met like this have like wildly unrealistic expectations, and that's coming from someone who, I mean. I love having unrealistic expectations. I, I, I actually find pleasure in in doing that. So go for it. Crush your unrealistic goals. But at some point, it's like, hey, you know, we're all coexisting and we are going to have to add a splash of realism. I know you see what you want, like what you say is what you're going to see. But men, I mean, I've met a lot of fuck boys. Like I've said, I've been cheated on a lot. I dated a lot of fuckboys, a lot of just pussy, pussy over everything. And I've dated good guys. I I hate that I make it sound like this only terrible experience, but I mean, obviously I didn't marry any of those people. (laughs) 
And I know there's there's personality types. There's people that are cheaters, people that are not. But I mean, everyone can, you know, they're not a cheater until they cheat kind of thing. So you have to be, you have to fucking have a good lifestyle. Amen. Amen. Okay. Back to intimidating alphas. These women who can't compromise, they can't meet in the middle, their way or the highway. You know, they have the better vision. They run a company. So they know like what's bet. Like some of them, like I've met a lot of them that had bitch boys. We've talked about this. I'm, I, I think I brought this up. Stoner brain. Um, that some of them just want someone who's going to worship the ground they walk on and travel with them and do what they need and be a stay-at-home dad. Like, more power to you, bitch. That looks fun. Um, personally, I just really like feeling like a needy little child sometimes and want, like, dad, dad. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> like, the damsel in distress. Like, Rapunzel locked in a castle. Like, save me. Let me let my hair down, climb up and get me out of this bitch, like run away in the sunset. I don't know. I watched too much fucking Disney Channel. The fairy tales fucked me up. It was a different time. I don't know. My advice to these women who maybe go, oh, I think maybe I do lead with my money or Ooh, maybe I am coming across intimidating. Oh no, is this hurting my dating life? Well, maybe, yeah, you should. I think people should not lead with their money uh, ever because then you are looking for someone. Who, I mean, I get wine, like whining and dining. Whining and dining. Dining and whining. Okay. I get that. Like, spoil a girl and girl, go get your bag, whatever. But I'm talking about true, like, we are dating, relationship, get to know each other. Are we a good fit? Leading with your money, you're really not going to get what you're looking for. You're probably going to get used or someone expecting some certain life, lifestyle and that that's, that's what it was. And maybe if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be shit to them. And I also get like, I mean, I don't want to date a broke fucking dude. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to. If Derek died tomorrow, I would not be, da- I would not go date a broke guy because maybe that's not, I don't look at that as stability and safe and I have a child and you know what I'm saying? So it's not just being a snotty bitch. But if you do lead with your money, you are attracting dirty johns, I'm sure, too. Number two, you want, I mean, a man at the end of the day, if this, like, you're wanting this manly man because you're so badass and you're like, well, I need someone who's even more badass or really dominant and really crushing it. Well, I mean, A, you have to look and see, do those guys even want to be married? Because are they really good looking, really rich, really successful? Why the fuck would they be like unless they really are, have the family dream or whatever, but if they're probably going out and you're one of many. But I think all of us ladies pretty much, I mean, I think we know what's up. We know you can smell a dog. You can see a dog. You know a dog is a dog. Usually will dignitize you. That's a common symptom. But back on track. A lot of men that are looking for a serious relationship, they're going to want to date a woman who is respectful, loving, courteous. Like I know all these nice sounding things. And I think a lot of guys love an outspoken, edgy, bad. I mean, there's there's someone out there for you. You, you have your, there's people out there that are, that are going to fucking love you and think you are just the tits. But if you are emasculating a man, if you are making him feel less than, feeling small, like I, I, I would 
guess it's only going to be a while before he seeks validation elsewhere outside of you, cheats on you emotionally, physically, hates his fucking life, or you just lose all respect for him because now you just, he's turned into the bitch that you've treated him like. Also, a tip for any girl or any guy, uh, partying, like when you're partying and you meet someone, like anytime I was partying and like being wild meet, I never met a good guy at a bar. Like I met fuck boys at the bar. I'm when I was going to a house party after the bar, the after party in the music studio doing cocaine till six in the morning. There was a time of my life like that. I was very young. Don't judge me. Those guys weren't good. Those were not, they were not good guys. And you're not going to meet your husband like that. Like you could be like, oh, I wish I can't wait till I'm just partying until I meet a good guy and I'm going to settle down and it's all just going to happen and work out for me. Like, no, if you are hanging out in the wrong scene, it is not going to happen for you. You know what's going to happen for you? Something horrible, something really fucking toxic. And God forbid you get knocked up by some psycho fuck who's not going to be around or not going to be around and can't pay you child support or is going to be around and make your life a living hell forever. And so you're like, okay, Jordan, I am on birth control. I'm not going to get pregnant. I wouldn't, I won't have a baby. Well, if you want a fucking husband and say you want to find a lawyer husband, I don't think he is looking for a liability. You know what I'm saying? If you're on drugs, he, the, that guy's not going to go for you. Truth be told, I mean, maybe lawyers do a lot of coke. But if you're being like a dumb bitch, like you're a little crackhead slut, sorry, <laughs> you're not going to find what you're looking for. You're not. You're going to find trailer trash Mitch. That's who. So I can tell you from my personal experience, which if you're a member of the Patreon and you hear the story, if, you hear, if you've heard the story, the two truths and a lie of how I met my husband, you're going to be like, bitch, you were talking about doing Molly at a strip club. So how the fuck did that work out? Well, first of all, I, the universe destined us to be together, but don't use that card because it's not always a safe one to use. And we evolved as it should. It all just went how it should. And we are completely different people than we were the day we uh, met. That's for sure. And in the best way, honestly, I'm grateful. Hashtag blessed. But it doesn't always go like that for a lot of people. Uh, And you know, everyone isn't always trying to grow. You want to be around people who are trying to level up that are self-aware that do want to evolve because we're going to evolve no matter what, right? And so you're choosing it or you're changing it. I'll tell you what, when we were first dating and I like knew, I'm like, okay, I can see this guy being like my forever, like honey, I'm home. Like that guy, I started doing his laundry and I started folding that shit. I started doing wifey shit for him to be like, this is nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Feels nice to have someone come home, do a hot cook hot cooked what the fuck a warm cooked meal I think hot cooked would have worked a warm cooked meal after dinner hmm? I didn't even say anything I didn't ask when you were off I was fuming sitting at home thinking you were going to be home 30 minutes ago but I just shut my fucking mouth and waited and served you food and acted like such a bad bitch and then one day you'll marry me and I will be like that shit won't cut it and now every guy is rolling his eyes and like oh you bitch you are affirming this 
bullshit where you change one day and we're like, what the fuck happened to her? Ladies, jot it down. Be a pushover. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't be a pushover. Just act, do the wifey stuff. Just do show him, show him what he could have. Obviously, don't give him the whole cow, right? You're not if they if you get all the fucking milk for free, they're not gonna buy the cow. That's what my mother always said. Okay, so this next tip is not just for like dominating, intimidating women, but all fucking women, because I mean, it, or any person for this matter. Being able to take accountability for your actions, being able to say fucking sorry. It is hard sometimes, but you have to fucking do it. You have to fucking do it. And I've said it before, like you don't have to make up, don't ever go to bed mad. Bullshit. Fuck that. That's terrible advice. Sometimes you need to go to bed mad and wake up and realize that you were both being petty and you just can think more clearly. Sometimes you just need the momentum to come to a halt and have a new fucking day, Celine Dion. But you have to be able to talk about it, not be psycho-defensive and men and and women and apologize and just own your part. If you really focus on owning your part, then you're keeping your side of the street clean. And if the fucker, whoever your, your spouse is, isn't doing it, then one day you'll just fucking hate their guts and I'm sure you'll leave them, do something terrible. I don't know. But you keep your side of the street clean so that when you do have to leave his ass, you will be like, mm, I tried motherfucker. Or it could go positively and then he can start being like, oh, she's saying she's sorry. I need to get better at this. I feel like a jackass now because she's always apologizing and I just look like a piece of shit. So hopefully it goes in the good way, but start fucking saying sorry. And not just not to be manipulative, but to to really, to truly own it. Because the more self-aware you are, the more you will be able to prevent doing that shit the next time. So there's your tip. God, I wish I could take all this advice perfectly. Shit. Okay. What I, one thing I have to talk about before this episode, like before we stop talking about this stuff is that there are women who are like, I've been with my man forever or 12 years, have kids or seven years, like all like this long fucking time. And it's not, there's people, I know that couples that are like, that's, they're totally cool with it. They're both on that same page, but there have, there were women that reached out when I said I was going to talk about this on the upcoming episode. And they were like, yeah, I want to know this because I'm in this situation. And it's like, what is taking so long? Like, why hasn't he proposed yet? And I mean, I'm sure you've talked to your person about that. And, you know, you would hate to feel like you made someone propose to you, like they felt obligated to marry you. To me, that always was like made me cringe so badly. Like, cause I got pregnant before we were married and like three months into it, he's like, should we just get married? Like, do we need to do that? And I'm like, oh my God, like I want to die. Like this, no, I want to get fucked up at my wedding. No, 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 we are not going to do this because I decided to have this baby. We had been dating for, over a year. And I was confident that Derek was the person I was going to be with for a very long time. So I didn't hesitate when 
<clears throat> I found out I was pregnant. And after we waited, it all just kind of happened organically when Hudson was older. And then we he was, what, 18 months when we got married? So it was just how it should have been. And we got really drunk at our wedding. So that was how it was supposed to be. But the point is, you don't want the you don't want to feel like you made him, and I know there are girls that do that, and like I don't understand how you do that because I would just I couldn't I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I would feel like oh my god, I'm just waiting for him to be like, what the fuck am I doing? This bitch made me do this. But if you've been with the guy a really long time, <clears throat> how can you not talk about it or be like, okay, you built this whole life with me. You've played, we're playing house. You know, that's what you're essentially doing. You're doing it all without actually like being committed. And if that is important to one or both of you, then why are you not doing something about it? So I think for the women, it's not what are you not doing there's not something you're not doing. It's really on him. Because why the fuck, if there's something you're not doing, why the fuck is he around? And so if he's still around and he's happy and making more babies with you and doing all the life things, being a husband basically without having the title or a ring to be your fucking husband, then like, I think that's just kind of odd on him honestly or it just means he has commit like it means he has commitment issues is what it means so maybe he needs to go to fucking therapy or maybe he needs to address his committal issues see where they stem from is it a mommy daddy thing is it a just doesn't want to feel like is it a prenup thing like what is it what the fuck is it i'm sure that if he's given you this whole life or you've built together that he surely should be able to give you those answers you deserve those answers and if you're not getting those answers then I would like really reflect on what am I going to find fulfillment? Am I always going to be longing for this my whole fucking life? Are my children going to get older and older and be like, mommy, I always wanted daddy to marry her and he didn't like, you know? I mean, hell, maybe, maybe you talk about it with him and he tells you why and like you're okay with it and you're like, okay, well, I don't need that piece of paper either. Or, so some people, it's not a fucking piece of paper. It's sacred and holy to them. And marriage is something that they've wanted their whole life. And it means a lot to them. That's, that piece of paper means a, a whole fucking lot. And so it's just perspective and communication at the end of the day. But I definitely don't think you girls should be fucking being like, what am I not doing? Why has he not proposed yet? I mean, there could be something that you do that he fucking hates, but like, what the fuck? Like, he needs to speak up. And if you've been with this guy for a really long time and he cheats on you and like comes back and cheats on you and comes back like, girlfriend, leave, like go away. I don't even care if you have his babies. People are like, you don't understand when he has kids. And it's like, well, I have kids and I swear to fucking God that if Derek cheats on me, peace the fuck out. And I am going to just like have rotating boyfriends forever. So I told him that too. So he knows. Ladies, if you are on the husband hunt, if you are just like wanting that, you're out, it's a divorce, you're getting over, or you're dating, you've never been married, whatever the fuck it is, you're young, you're old, you totally know 
in your heart of hearts that you will attract what you are. So be your baddest self, be the best version of yourself. I'm getting so cliche now, but it's fucking true. And you're going to get a reflection of what you are. Hang out in the right crowd, go to the right spots. Uh, It doesn't mean that the right crowd is always at the right spot, but if you know, you know. There was a lot of men. I tried not to just talk about that because it gets annoying, but there was a lot of men that just sex is important to them. But we know that. Like, that's what the horny housewife is about is telling the women, like, hey, let's be our sexy ass selves. Let's have a fucking great orgasm, have hot sex, and please our men because it's going to make every, it's a win win for everyone. And your sex drive is in there. If you think it's not, it's fucking in there. And there's a reason that it's just clammed up in like a tiny little shell hiding away if that's how you feel. And it could be about confidence. It could be about trauma. It could be you fucking hate your partner, something. But you deserve to have an orgasm and have a good sex life. And that is what this space is for, is trying to get you laid more. Next week, I'm going to tell you all the shit that happened. Fourth of July, what goes down because it's a whole neighborhood fucking party. So I promise you there will be something that is worth talking about here next week. And uh, we'll have an episode that the men can get learn something from. That all the men will like because I've been talking to you ladies these last two episodes. The men are just asleep. They're probably gone. So something for them. It'll be probably raunchy. So funny, hopefully, of course, duh. Or maybe it'll be a how-to. Or it'll be sex tips, something, something good. Maybe the dominatrix shit that I've had no response on TikTok. I'm shadow banned on fucking TikTok, guys. I am. I truly, I truly, you should see my account notifications for violations. Okay, so go to my TikTok and check out the question about the, if you are a dominatrix, if you know anybody that has like that kink, that fetish, if your wife dominates you. I want to hear more about it. I want to learn. I don't just want to Google. I want to hear some personal stories, experiences. I have a video on TikTok. If you could just DM me, I will do it anonymously if you don't want to share your name on the in the comments. So that is The Horny Housewife on TikTok. On Instagram, it's The Horny Housewife Podcast. And in the bio, you'll see my personal handle for my personal Instagram where I post a lot more stories on the Instagram for the horny housewife. It's a lot of funny memes, sex tips, sexual health, mental health, updates on episodes, behind the scenes, etc. Please, if you're on Apple or Spotify, click the follow or subscribe button. It helps me so much. Leave a review. Review is such a badass, kind, free way to support the podcast. And if you would be so fucking kind, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I know when you'll be hearing this, it'll be after 4th of July. So I hope everybody had a fun, safe 4th of fucking July. I'm sure I'll be hungover and this episode will come out late, of course. Uh, I will see you horny people next week, and I will hopefully give you something more satisfying for the ladies. I hope you learned some 
things, some tips, or if you're married, I hope you nodded your head, or maybe you shook your head. I don't fucking know. Let me know. I'd love to know. I will see you all next week. Adios.